Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. My name is Monica, and I will be your host today as we discuss Doctor Who's Series 12 premiere. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. The Temple of Geek Podcast has been around since 2012 and is a community of writers and podcast hosts who enthusiastically cover all things geek. To all of our returning listeners, thank you so much for continuing to tune in. We appreciate you so much. With me today are Kristen Chavez from the Your Biggest Fangirl podcast and Taylor Dethridge from Chicago TARDIS. Welcome, ladies. Could you please introduce yourself to our listeners and let them know a little bit about yourselves? Taylor, why don't you go first? Hi, I am Taylor Dethridge. I um, am a longtime fan of Doctor Who, and I have been doing these social media for Chicago TARDIS, uh, the country's second largest Doctor Who convention and one of the largest in the world. I also do social media management for DoctorWhoStore.com, Alien Entertainment, who puts on Chicago TARDIS, and I do my own design and nerdy um, accessories apparel company called Logan Arch Chicago. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming back to talk to us today. And Kristen, if you can just please introduce yourself to our listeners. Yep. I am Kristen Chavez. I am the co-host with Victoria Male on the Your Biggest Fangirl podcast. Um, And we were so lucky and fortunate to connect with Monica and have her on our show twice um, to discuss Doctor Who and fangirling. Um, So it's been really exciting that you've been able to return the favor and have both of us on um, on the Temple of Geek podcast because I do love talking like sci-fi and Doctor Who and everything with you. And you guys are two of my favorite people to talk Doctor Who with. So I'm really, really excited um, that you you guys are here. Um, So one of the things that we left off was that we, the three of us had pretty positive feelings about season 11. um, The last time we talked, have you guys rewatched any of season 11? And since then, um, have your feelings changed about it in any way? So I have rewatched it and um, no, my feelings have not changed. I still, I, (laughs) some people would would not agree, but I think it is a very solid debut for a doctor. It really does utilize the ensemble of companions in a way that I would have, I like to, I liked seeing and would have liked to have seen in any doctor, any new era of Doctor Who. And the stories were excellent, in my opinion. The subject matter was something that Doctor Who had really never dared to explore before. Like what, for example, did you feel that was like kind of new for Doctor Who? Um, I think the Ro- obviously the Rosa Parks episode, which got mm-hmm. them a lot of attention, and rightly so. It was a topic that not even American television really um, ever acknowledges it in the way that you know, Doctor Who did last year. Um, and yeah, things like that. They really, they really stuck their necks out and I think they should be, um, it's a, it's a great show to take those kinds of risks and a lot, not a lot of shows take those risks. Absolutely. Agreed. What about you, Kristen? Have you rewatched it at all? 
Um, I do agree with Taylor. I have, I really, I don't think I've rewatched it much. Um, I don't have cable and I feel like all this like streaming things do not have any of them on. So it's been a little more challenging, I feel. Um, but I feel like I did at, at one point, I made a point to rewatch the Rosa Parks episode in particular because it was such a strong um, and powerful and moving episode. Um, and I would put like uh, the Demons of the Punjab up there as well. Um, because for me and like that, that subject matter and that issue and the history of partition, um, and especially like Britain's role in it and stuff, I hadn't really ever been aware of at all. Um, and so that was something that I was able to get, um, more educated or even just introduced to. Um, and I agree with Taylor's point that it is, I do think it's a strong season that it really takes the time to establish these characters and establish their, relationships with each other and their growth um within themselves and with each other um and within this new kind of these this new journey that they're taking with the doctor um and with the doctor herself um but yeah and i did i appreciated the risks that the show took and that they did it with a new doctor with a new cast that they weren't like okay well let's wait for um, Jody to settle in. Let's wait for, you know, after we move past the novelty of a female doctor. It was like, no, we are jumping in. These are issues that should be um, explored and tackled because they are good and it is good storytelling. So, yeah, I agree. Have yeah, absolutely. And, and I really liked because I've, I've rewatched it several times and I really felt like they really took the time with each companion. And I know we don't call them companions anymore. <laughs> Jody calls them friends, <laughs> right? This doctor, fam, fam. gang. Fam. Um, but I really feel like they took the time to, for us to kind of like get to know each one of them. So that was mm-hmm. kind of nice because it was a big it's a big cast this season, you know. It's not just like the the one or two off, um, you know, friends that that they have. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate it. And when I went back and watched the episodes, um, I think both Rosa Parks, Demons of Punjab, were really good. But the first episode also was just yes. really, really good. Like it's always yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, so, I feel like it's yeah. always tricky to like introduce that new doctor. But I've always. You know, I've really I feel like all of the like new doctor episodes can kind of just keep getting better and better, especially when it's something like the 11th doctor or the uh, 13th doctor, where it's like, okay, well, we're also going to like make this a chance where it's easy for a new person to jump in and watch it and be introduced to Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So um, before, well, I guess I'll just jump into it. Um, What did you guys think of the two part kickoff? To the se- to season twelve. Oh my god! <laughs> um, that, and- that is the uh, my reaction, really in a small, um, you know, way, um, very succinct way. Um, I was blown away by what we got in just that debut two parter. Um, I, I have so many feelings about Sasha Dewan. I could go on <laughs> Really, though? Um, uh, he and Jody being in this season is just uh, killing me, blowing me out of the water at this point. Um, but I think it was a, an extremely strong debut. Um, oh, yeah. They, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. 
probably one of the most impactful debuts we've seen as a season premiere of Doctor Who in a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Kristen? What'd you think? Yeah. Overall, because I, I know we're going to get into it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Overall. It was awful. No, I loved it. Um, and I guess I could, I'll go into this a little bit later, but I came to the party late. Um, and so like this, the surprise was already spoiled for me no! by the time I, yes, I know. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. heart. <laughs> um, so like I was watching, I was like, ah, oh, but he's like, I was like, I have so many confused, I have so many mixed emotions. Um, right. But <laughs> I'll get into that later, I guess. <laughs> but, um, okay. no, I just, I really loved it. Cause even with like knowing that going into the first part of the episode, it was, it still kept me on the toe, my toes. It was still like, okay, God, what's going to happen. And I was really glad that I went to the screening where it was one and two back to back because oh, I, nice. like, I was oh, like, um, I, like I was, I, I was spoiled. I was late to the game, but at least I got to see the second one immediately after that cliffhanger. Um, yeah, there was no weird wait for you. You were like, okay, nope. Right. I went straight in. I, nice. I dropped the popcorn on the floor, but I, I got to watch the next episode, and that's what mattered. <laughs> oh no, your popcorn. <laughs> Well, so for anybody who's still listening, if you don't know, this is all spoilers from this point on. Uh, so let's just get right into the big thing. What did you think, Taylor, about the big reveal, the master coming back? Dun, dun, dun. I, okay, so so there will be people who will tell you because they've read forums that this is spoiled for them. And that, I guess, I'm not going to say that's not true because there were some people speculating that he was going to come back this season. If you read, if you're like really, if you read all of the things and you really want to be any sort of near spoilers, people were speculating this. So I, I honestly didn't think it was going to happen. So I was shocked. It was like one of those things like, oh, that's not okay. You're saying you have some sort of inside information. I don't believe it. Whatever. Um, I was shocked. Then I was shocked because I feel like they picked such a great actor to be the master. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He was phenomenal. And the fact that they chose to, like, put him in the timeline of the master, which we suspect, which we might go into later, um, you know, when we think he's living and where on the master's spectrum of timeline we think he might be, um, I I didn't know I needed it until I saw it, and it was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always feel that way about Doctor Who. I didn't know that right. I needed that. <laughs> and what about you, Kristen? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I know it was spoiled for you. It but was what'd you spoiled, think? and like, be, but uh, because otherwise, I wouldn't have seen it coming. I'm not really tuned into um, like the forums or really looking at too many theories or like trying to grasp every piece of news. And that's kind of just by choice. Um, like I want to be a little bit more surprised. So I knew that, you know, the Judy might be coming back and so are the Cybermen, but I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, like I'm not gonna, I don't want to seek out every bit of information because I still want this to be feel fresh and feel new. Um, and I was like, I'm excited for this new episode, but I won't be able to watch it live. It's okay. I'll see it a few days after. Um, I'm sure nothing major will happen. <laughs> and then the next day, and then we're not even the next day. That it's evening, like the day of America Doctor Who is like, guess who's the new master? I was like, well, okay. <laughs> um, so like it was exciting, but it was like 
unfortunately, I went in knowing what was, you know, that whole surprise. Um, although I guess I was like, okay, so is this the master? Did he take over our body? Or does he kill this guy and take him over? Or did he lose his memory again, like Professor Yana? So at least I was able to still formulate some questions because I was like, I really like this guy. Whoever he is, I like him. Um, and that was my initial reaction. Like, so I, this, the reveal was a complete surprise to me. Um, and I'd heard rumors of like, they're going to bring these people back, but because I kind of trusted in what Chibnall had said mm-hmm. in at Comic-Con, you know, last year they said, Oh, it's going to be on you monsters, which was pretty true for season 11. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I just figured that that would carry on into the next one with the exception of we had already seen the picture of like the Jadoon and the 13th doctor together, that kind of thing. But right. like, this was a huge surprise. I didn't see it coming. And when I saw him on screen for the first time, I thought, who's that? Because obviously he's, <laughs> he's fairly attractive, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I was oh, like, yeah. wow. And he was so charismatic and he was so fun. And I was like, oh, I want him to be a companion. And then I was like, right? Oh no, he's going to die because he's like, you know, every time the doctor gets close to somebody yeah. who's not a companion, like they die. Right. And <laughs> yeah, so I was like, cry. I was like, they better not kill this guy. They better not kill this guy. And so like, I, that was my worry. And especially like, mm-hmm. there's like a couple scenes where like, he's really funny where he like makes that joke about uh, Graham. Like he's like, is he just here for the running commentary? Yeah. And I yeah. thought that was like, the witty banter and everything I just thought was like so clever. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, somebody who's just as smart as a doctor who's somebody that's so, you know, tuned in. I kind of pictured him as like, you know, like a captain Jack because captain Jack mm-hmm. was, you know, from the future. So he was a little bit tuned in. He was like a, what is a time agent or whatever. So, you know, he had like, you know, information that he knew that was helpful to him. So I thought it was going to be something like that. When I saw that he was the master, I was like, no, but I liked you. <laughs> I wanted you to be like, I wanted him to travel in the TARDIS with everybody, yeah. you know? Hey, so, you know what, though? The ma- Missy was a companion briefly. So, you oh, know, never say so never. True. never. So true. That we can but, have some weird empathy for the master, I guess. Right. Because that's been laid out for us. Yeah. But yeah. can we have empathy after what he did to Gallifrey? After what oh. he confessed to do to Gallifrey? So, oh my. So <laughs> I'm going to say right now, no. But we don't know what he's <laughs> saying. So we have no yeah. idea what he might <laughs> necessarily, from what we know in the show at the moment, let's say that, we don't know what he's referring to when he's saying they lied to us. Yeah. So we can speculate and it probably won't be as bad as ever destroying a society. Probably not. Again, Doctor Who brings up a lot of moral questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Always. So I, <laughs> okay. I probably would never be able to say that for sure, even when we find out what's true. But And, and like you yeah. mentioned earlier, we don't even know where in the Master's timeline this no. is. Is this post Misty? Is this Misty? Missy? <laughs> or is this, you know, pre Missy? Like, you know, where is this? What's happening? Um, so, yeah, um, I'm very, very excited to find out more. And it kind of made it seem like they closed off his, like, his story with him just kind of being gone into the 
the other plane of existence or whatever. And you know he's coming back. <laughs> he better come back because I, I really mean, enjoyed it's him. It's the master. <laughs> He'll yeah, be back by the finale. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping that's what I'm really really hoping I, I mean ideally he'll be in every single episode but unfortunately I don't think that'll happen right. <laughs> just cut to him in that weird dimension just like <laughs> checking in what's he doing what's he up to it's fine like what's so, your problem what's going on yeah <laughs> so from our main cast uh, did you guys have any favorite characters in these two episodes I love all of them <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you love all of them? Yeah. Me I too. Mean, I can't yeah. pick one either. Yeah. I mean, Graham is still in like top form, just that because like last season, I didn't think that I would like him so much that like he's just become like a fun ca- but caring character. And so that was kind of good, like going in to be like, oh, Graham, it's good to see you again. But I felt, I felt like that was everyone else, too. I was like, oh, yes. Yay. She's back. Ryan, good to see you. So it was, yeah. And of course. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, totally. And then from the guest characters, because um, I feel like we had a lot of guest characters these two episodes. We had, um, you know, um, an MI6 agent, Bry, um Sir Henry. Oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Lenny Henry. Thank you. Uh, Sir Lenny Henry. Yeah. yeah. And then we had, um, you know, oh, we had um, the woman who plays Ada Lovelace. And, yes. you know, we had, um, oh my gosh, guys, I should have prepared for this. Nora Khan. Thank you. Nora Khan. And so we had a lot of guest characters this uh, this episode. Did you have any favorites? I do like how they tied the story of Ada Lovelace and Norcon because they are similar mm-hmm. figures in history. There is like a parallel if you study both of them. And um, I would say even, I would say most, most of the time, both of them are ignored as historical figures in general or just forgotten, definitely forgotten. So it was nice to see them highlighted and why the hi- historical periods they were living in were important for why they were supposed to stand out or why they were remarkable. And um, I do enjoy that Doctor Who tries to always pick out people like this that we might not know about or need to learn more about. Absolutely. And like, I don't know, my kids ha- grew up watching Doctor Who. And mm-hmm. I remember when we were watching the, like, um, you know, the the episodes with Winston Churchill. My oh, kid yeah. became obsessed with Winston Churchill mm-hmm. from Doctor Who. It was the first time he'd ever heard of him. And I think he was like seven or eight. And for Christmas that year, he asked for books on Winston Churchill, which is kind oh, of like wow. a random Thing for like a kid to ask for you know but like you talked about with Rosa Parks and everything else I totally agree that that's you know that that that's a really cool thing that Doctor Who does yeah what like is- I wanted to like after watching that episode and particularly with um because I kind of knew a little bit more about like Ada Lovelace um I don't think I had heard yeah. of Norcon but I was like, oh, man, I've got to find like a Stuff You Missed in History class episode on on Nora and on Ada just to like learn more about their lives. I was like, I just 
I, I'm very curious to learn more. Um, and I was kind of proud of myself that I kind of guessed it was Ada. Um, cause I was like, I don't know any other Ada's in history, but I couldn't place like what year she, what year she lived. So I was glad right. that I randomly guessed correctly. Um, and yeah, so that was just like really interesting to kind of see like how they fit in. And in a way I realized almost like surprise that we hadn't, um, that they hadn't really, I guess, had Ada as a, you know, as a guest character in Doctor Who before, because she has been like so influential in, you know, the history of computing and everything. Um, and a part of me while watching part two, I was like, hey, are they going to like pop into like the 60s, the 50s or the 60s to see if they can recruit Katherine Johnson from oh. NASA as well? I was kind of hoping that, but that didn't happen. It's OK. Um, maybe next time. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed kind of learning more about them, um, and, and seeing them get kind of embedded with the doctor as her like part-time companions. And then as I think as far as other guests, guest stars, that's, I mean, as we said before, like Sasha just kind of blew it out of the water. So I was very excited that he's, um, he's going to be part of the new, I guess, larger Doctor Who universe. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's so funny because we're talking about, you know, guest stars and, you know, Sasha. So Daniel Barton, uh, so Lenny Henry's uh, character. Mm -hmm. I was wondering, did you guys think that maybe he was like the master's companion? Oh. Or was he just like a dude that the master used? Because they seemed very in on everything together. And he'd been in his right. TARDIS. Yeah, I that's thought he true. was just like a pawn. From what you they think he's a pawn? I don't know if that will end up being true, but what it seemed like to me in the in the like episode was that he was a pawn. And yeah. that was supposed to illustrate how this master operates. That he has very little qualms about taking advantage of humans and just generally not thinking about the consequences of what he's doing, which mm -hmm. some, okay, in fairness, some masters don't, but some mm -hmm. masters aren't so, the progression of the master has been very interesting in the way that it works with how they interact with whatever is around them. So when, you know, let's say Fifth Doctor, when the Fifth Doctor regenerated, we have the Master and it's a whole episode and there's a lot of world building in that episode. So the Master affects the world. But in this situation, I think he is almost more manipulative in micro situations. So I don't think that this person is, I don't think he has anybody who's really like his equal. He's just sort of using everyone. So the, it, it, yeah, no, I get that because mm -hmm. it's not like with Lucy Saxon where like he married no. her, that was the wife and he actually loved her or whatever, yeah. you know, in his own weird way that he shows love, you know, yeah. but this was more just a pawn. Yeah. You think. yeah, that's fair. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I feel this, I feel the same way. I hadn't considered that. Um, although I wouldn't say that, like, I don't even think you would have seen Lucy as an equal at all. Um, no. Just, I mean, that was, it looked like a, pretty abusive relationship like yeah in the master and all but um i i think when you said i think when you said that like but danny was in his tardis like that almost gives like a, a certain almost level of trust in a right. way or it's just like a really like super committed to the deep cover i don't know 
But um, so I, I think that is interesting. But I would say he is still just a default manipulator. I think I mean, I'm even thinking about with Missy, whether that becomes before or after, um, even before her quote, like heel turn. Um, she had like Clara as a almost companion. Oh, that's true. Went to, um, In the Magician's Apprentice. And like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she was still very like manipulative set you know the doctor up to kill her just for fun like and that was still you know it was like there was a level of trust in a way that they had to trust each other they were both there to save the doctor but also like missy has her own interests she does not you know she did it for the her for you know the love of chaos and stuff like that and i feel like um this master I, i i did see some parallels with that as well so um, I'm going to kind of ask, I, I had planned to ask this later, but since we're on the subject, did you guys feel like the master was flirting with Yaz a little bit? Did you guys oh, get that feeling at all? Kind of. Like, I guess early yeah. on, like with the, um, the game, the, at the casino, I guess at the party mm-hmm. with that one line, it was very, it was brief enough, but because I already knew, I was just like, don't do it. Yes. Don't do it. Bad <laughs> idea. Don't do it. But um, I mean, it wasn't necessarily paid off. Although he did say he did give her an offer. He did have the plane, right? Else. He said, so, I don't with me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> not Ryan, not Graham. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. And then I like, know. that's. A- yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah, sure there's up there. <laughs> like for a second I was like is he gonna steal Yaz like oh my gosh like relax <laughs> so do you think that by the end of the season maybe we'll see a, the master with maybe like a companion or do you think it'll be more like Missy where you know she was just kind of on her own that season I well that's a good question I would love to see this master with a companion mm-hmm. honestly because it would add another dimension to his personality and also kind of his motivation and what kind of person that is and why mm-hmm. he would want to ask them to come with him. Um, do I feel like it needs to happen? No, but would I like to see it? Yes. So hopefully. <laughs> cool. What about you, Kristen? Yeah. Um, like I, I, I guess it's the same sort of non-answer um maybe <laughs> i don't know um i think it would be i mean this was just our first introduction to this particular master but i do think it would be interesting to see how he interacts with others or how he mm-hmm. sees or doesn't see people as an equal um and perhaps that could be shown through a companion or it could be shown through another pawn i don't know um but when the yeah, season ends, like we'll get them. back together and talk about this and see how all this Please. played out. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think um, I'm indifferent either way. Um, I just thought it was kind of interesting where it felt like, you know, maybe the master is kind of flirting with Yaz. But at the same time, he I, I noticed he had like this moment with Graham as well, where he's like, what do you know about the doctor? I have a mm-hmm. whole shelf. Do you, you know, do you want right. to know more? And um, I was wondering, do you guys think that that was him trying to get more information out of Graham or was it just trying to cause chaos among the doctor's friends? 
I think that's a total or mostly a chaos situation. So the master, I think, also doesn't understand why anyone would want to be with him for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I or or be with them for a long time, or this master doesn't want that. So, um, Missy's a different thing, I think, because she is. There's always like an ensemble situation going around her in the past. So if this is a past master, it might make more sense. I don't know, um, but I think it's almost perplexing to him as to why you would want a team around you or a family around you, because he doesn't work like that. And it's fascinating. And so um, I think he wants to like dissect the dynamics maybe of that group and know, was the doctor lying to you? Because, you know, the doctor, we know the doctor isn't perfect necessarily, but they're always trying. And the master maybe wants to poke holes in that in some way. Yeah, that's fair. And also they say, uh, you know, he, he asks, yes, when they're on the motorcycles, he says like, you know, is this mm-hmm. what it's like with the doctor all the time? Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what do you think, Kristen? Yeah. I, I saw it as a, a sewing chaos sort of thing, sewing doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like this is me knowing that he's the master when he's oh, talking that's to true. him and that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, uh, it was I, I I definitely see like Taylor's point that it's you know the master can never quite understand this like why does the doctor hang around with humans why do they want to um, and oh I had this like good point too and also but I could also see where it's a bit of like maybe you know almost like River and the doctor did like did the diaries like all right well let me see where where are we in the timeline? Like how has, how long have they been traveling together or which doctor is this? But um, yeah, I do. I saw it primarily as like a manipulation of sewing discord because the master knows that the doctor has had many companions and I think they would delight in being like, well, I know you're not the first. Let me tell you about this person. (laughs) You know, let me tell you about Donna. Let me tell you about Martha. Let me tell you about, you know, um, Clara. So I think that would be a, you know, they revel in that sort of distress, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And especially like if he doesn't know the doctor's timeline, he might just mm-hmm. be wanting to compare notes. Yeah. And just like, okay, where are we at? That's interesting. Okay. So um, from Spyfall part one, what were your favorite scenes? Oh my goodness. Um <laughs> I think there were so many, but obviously the reveal of the master was probably my favorite scene. Um, I feel like almost halfway through, maybe slightly more time, I knew something was happening. I think Kristen said this, and um, there was just something off about Agent O, right? So um, it was kind of like a great fulfillment of suspicion even more so right because you if you didn't know that it was the master that was coming not just like some sort of strange evil thing that was going to go and set up the season you knew something was happening it was amazing so I think I have to say the master's reveal blew it out of the water for me what about you Kristen yeah I mean I I don't think 
even knowing that, I don't think you can compare with that because it's still how does the doctor react? How do everyone else react? Um, and it's just, yeah, it's that payoff of me kind of picking up on some of those clues or being like, oh, like he seems very, very interested in the doctor or, hey, what do you know? He does have a, yeah. a TARDIS floating around. Um so I think and just being able to see that flip of the switch was really, really kind of fun and exciting. And it looked like Sasha just had a whole lot of fun doing it. He did look like he had a lot of fun. And and it's so funny, like I didn't pick up on any of that when I was watching. Like I didn't think there was anything off with this guy. I just thought like, oh, this is going to be like the next Osgood or something, right? Like I was so oh. far off. But my teenager was like, (laughs) it's so funny because I watched that episode with, you know, with some Whovians. And then later on, I watched it with my with my uh, oldest, who's like 15. And, you know, um, as we were watching it, he's like, oh, this is the bad guy. This is going to be the bad guy. And I was like, how could you know that? I was like, what? (laughs) Like, I didn't get that at all. Like. I was so shocked that he picked it up so quickly. And when people say, yeah, like that's something was off with him. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I didn't see it coming at all. <laughs> so bravo to you guys for figuring that out. I was very like, I take no credit for figuring it out. Well, yeah, but no, I was no, shook. Yeah. I didn't even like, you know, like that scene where he's telling Graham, like, you know, Oh, what do you know about the doctor? I thought he was just like super excited because he finally met the doctor. Yeah. And so I I kept thinking of him as like an Osgood, you know, like Osgood had all the files. Osgood was wearing the scarf and the bow tie. and That's literally what I thought this guy was going to be. And I was like, Oh, they got me. Like they got me so good. (laughs) Doctor who does that. I mean, doctor who does that a lot to me. That's not untrue. Yeah. Yeah, so I think for me, like, obviously that scene, but honorable mention, I really love the scene where Yaz and um, Ryan are in San Francisco, and they're about to walk into Daniel Barton's, like, building or whatever, and he starts freaking out that he doesn't look like Hugh Jackman. I love that. Because he named himself Logan, and, like, I I don't know. enough like Hugh Jackman. I I kept re-watching the episode because I really loved it. And, like, every time I saw that scene, I thought it was so funny that he was freaking out about that. So that'll be my honorable mention. I really love that scene. And also the scene where they're, like, asking for more gadgets. And, like, like Graham is like, I'm going to shoot you with my laser shoe. And, like, it was just so silly. So I really love that. Yeah, it was nice seeing, like, kind of them... Just Graham and Ryan's like closeness from the offset that it's like, yes, they are definitely like a very close, you know. Yeah. And even like when they're gambling and they're like, we're rich, we're rich. Like they're so silly. Like it was so funny. They're so cute. I thought so. Oh, yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Was there, okay, um, so for Spyfall Part 2, what were you guys' favorite uh, scenes? Oh my goodness. Um, maybe like the end one where she goes, well, he tells her like Gallifrey is destroyed. Mm-hmm. Right. And then this is like heavy spoilers. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Um, very <laughs> heavy spoilers here. So they uh, should have the known. Tells her Galfrey is destroyed. 
Again. Yeah, they should have known before they came <laughs> this far in the in the episode. Really, we warned you enough. another. Absolutely. So the master tells her Galbraith is tried. She sort of doesn't believe him. She's just very skeptical, which you should be because it's the master and it's not a good one at all. It's not an amicable Absolutely. social master. No. Mm. So then she goes there because she's doubtful as you should be. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it is destroyed. And mm-hmm. that's for me, I thought that was a very impactful time because I'll say the critiques I've seen of this episode, which I think are silly, unfortunately, and, and people can come at me about that and that's okay. But um, I never thought they would not touch the Gallifrey story anymore just because, oh, we're living in a, a bubble of time and everything is good. That was never going to be something permanent in my mm-hmm whatever I like when I anticipated the future of Doctor Who so the fact that we now see they're gone and destroyed and Sasha Dwan's master is saying it's destroyed and then you find out it's him yeah that's so there's I can't wait to see what happens with that it's not out of the realm of possibility it's very um expected but also very interesting and that was probably my favorite part. Also, Jody's face when she sees oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't happy that she was so upset. But no. <laughs> but it's, it's like, so beautiful acting. You know, just like, like wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. What about you, Kristen? What were your favorite scenes from part two? Yeah. I mean, that was just such a great and moving scene that it's, like, especially – you know, I mean, whether or not, you know, you know, we don't exactly know when the master is from, but still seeing like knowing that the doctor had that hope for for him and like hopefully a redemption, maybe, you know, like I, like not knowing where that relationship is in a way and still knowing that like, OK, but we had all this history and you you destroyed it. And I, I kind of like the parallel between that. And I know I keep bringing up Missy. <laughs> I'm sorry. But um, she was our most recent master. So yeah. I feel like that's okay. She was, yeah. yeah. And she gave those co- coordinates to the 12th doctor to be like, oh, you know what? Gallifrey's still there. And she lied that time that right. it was just like and and seeing Peter Capaldi's reaction and his his breakdown. Um, and so it was really nice to kind of have that sort of parallel, but this time it's like, nope, Gallifrey is there. It's just, it's not anymore is the problem. Um, so yeah. And I think that opens up a really interesting realm of possibilities because yeah, I agree. I'm like Gallifrey, I don't think was ever going to just completely disappear off of our scopes. Like we don't exactly know. Yeah. Like, the Twelfth Doctor just left Gallifrey and that was it. Like, it's still coming out of the time where there's no Rassilon, there's no president anymore. So you didn't right. know where they stood. So so I'm sure that will be continued to be explored as we find out, um, you know, the things that the Master had teased and what he did. Um, so I think that might come up again later. But I did also love throughout this episode um, the interactions with Ada and Nor. Um, as we had, as we mentioned earlier, um, kind of learning more about them, and mm-hmm. I-, I always like kind of seeing past killer characters, kind of seeing the future. I've always thought it would be interesting if we had like a a, a companion that was from the past rather right. than like present yeah. day. 
Um, I thought that so was going to be Bill with her style. I thought it was going to yeah. be like an 80s companion. But yeah. 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 Um, and so I thought that was just I, I always like those kinds of moments when they get a, a glimpse um, or even her her small moment with Nor, as you know, in the middle of like the bombing of Paris, um, where she's like, you know, but is there any how can there be a future after all of this? Aww. And just that the doctor just keeps like reiterating the hope. Mm-hmm. Um it's mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's, again like it's always been timely and always been important and an important thread throughout Doctor Who but especially with recent like global events as well it was like a good reminder to have um, that it's like no like you know we do pull through there is hope you look for the you know you look for the good people you look for the helpers etc right. um, and so that was kind of just like a nice poignant reminder I kind of got a little choked up at that moment when I was watching it Um yeah because I, I think it's yeah yeah no those are all great scenes and great points too I really love that idea of that especially with the 13s um doctor she's been so much about hope and hope and hope and I really really love that um I think for me I loved seeing the master chase the doctor through time like yeah. that was so yeah. cool for me. Like I love that. There's something about that, like fast time traveling. Now we're here. Now we're there. Yeah. Now that I always really loved about Doctor Who. And so to see the master chasing the doctor through time was just amazing. That was by far my favorite part was the whole time that he's like, she's over here. She's here. Like that I appreciated so great. that he had a costume change for every single one yes! of those moments. Oh my God. <laughs> he had such great costumes. <laughs> Such great so, ones. He looks so phenomenal. I want to know what his TARDIS. I want to know what his, where his TARDIS's wardrobe is. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looked great, and I really loved to. Just because you brought it up right now, it, it reminded me that scene where he's like, "I waited seventy-seven years." Like he had a because he didn't have his TARDIS. Right. And that, like, he's like just to be here right now, and I really love that. Like, I want a spinoff series. I'm saying this right now. I want a spinoff series of what he was up to the 77 years. We're like, we don't need class anymore. It would be and, bad. And big finish is not enough for this. We need it like a whole no. spinoff. <laughs> yes. Do something yes. more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that would be amazing but I think those are my favorite parts I really loved also like the interactions between 13 and Ada Mm -hmm. like there was just something about like the way she didn't understand her but also really understood her and and the fact that like the doctor can have no TARDIS can be stuck somewhere without like you know any means to get about but he'll the doctor will still find a way. And I really yeah. like just, I love that whole thing, but more than anything, I think my favorite scene is going to be, you know, the doctor chasing the master through time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is there anything the, well, the last time that we were on the podcast, I mentioned that I really wanted to see how the friends would react, finding out that their silly, happy, kind of funny doctor had a really dark past. How do you think this might play out this season? We've already seen a little bit in Spyfall Part 2. Oh, well, I feel like I want to say that her friends will understand because it's not like they've come from 
completely um like they've come from good places but not necessarily a place where they couldn't empathize mm-hmm. um but i think it will be something that makes them you know maybe doubt their group or um cause question to what why they're traveling with this person or how they got there and why they've just suddenly decided to throw themselves in with this person yeah, I think I can agree with that, especially like there's that scene um, where Yaz comes out of that portal, that other dimension, wherever she was. I don't know if it's a dimension or reality or what, uh, but when she comes back, she seems really kind of distressed. Mm-hmm. And then you see her crying and Ryan's trying to comfort her. Yeah. And then you see Graham, you know, obviously when they're hiding out in like that construction zone and Graham's like, what are we even doing? Like, we don't really know her you know mm-hmm. so I think we'll, we'll definitely start to, to yep. s- see some some conflict I'm not sure what kind of conflict to be honest though like I don't know how that's gonna play out or if somebody's gonna be like you know what this is too much I have to go on with my regular life mm-hmm. yeah what about which you, I Kristen? think they did kind of like I mean they kind of set up and introduced their their regular lives again which I thought was an interesting reminder and I think we'll I, I do think that bit of that, I don't even know if I want to call it conflict, but I guess like slight seeds of doubt maybe. Um, because I think like you said, Taylor, that it is, they still have compassion. They still have empathy with each other and for the doctor. But I do see maybe the master being that point of contention that it's like, but like you've known him for so long, like what, what goes on with that and just kind of like trying to understand the scope of the doctor's life like that is I mean I don't know I would think it'd be very daunting being like okay well I'm one of you know how many companions or something or like why do you think I'm special out of everybody why do you want to hang out around me you know like what Uh, yeah I, I think it's just like an interesting I think it would raise questions. I don't think it would really break them apart longer than like maybe half an episode if that were to happen. Um, but I do think if that were to happen, I think it's like the cohesive unit that we especially saw with um, Yaz, Ryan, and Graham like in this episode that they got to have their own almost like side mission. Um, that was that is and will continue to be very strong um, with or without the doctor and hopefully with the doctor for a very long time. But, you know, the show does evolve and change. So who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And was there anything this episode that you guys disliked or in both of these episodes um, that you guys disliked or didn't sit well with you? Oh, I'm going to, be the boring person saying no really (laughs) I didn't really have too much that I that felt was wrong I felt like this flowed very well and the um debut was very strong and it's definitely setting us up for something very impactful Mm -hmm. um you know Chibnall definitely set himself apart last year by not doing any monsters as you had said Monica prior in the past like it was all original storylines it was original um monsters no um you know past callbacks and that's good when you want to do a debut season 
and I really like that. I think he's established his characters extremely well, the doctor, her companions, and I feel like this is just a an impressive and strong continuation of that. So for me, no, there wasn't really anything I that stood out to say it doesn't blow for me or I disliked it. Yeah, that's fair. What about you, Kristen? Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel the same. I um, I loved it. I thought it, like you said, like flowed really well. It does help when you're watching them back to back. And I, I just liked all of the characters, even the guest characters, and I felt they fit really well. I have seen some other criticism online, which I don't know why I even look online anymore. But um, <laughs> like so one fair. of... Right. Um, which I like, I don't disagree with. Um, one of them like didn't necessarily bother me. Like with the, um, when she erased Ada and Nor's memories, um, people, I, I did see some criticism that it's like, why would the doctor do that? Like, especially knowing the history, you know, I'm thinking like Donna and Clara again, Yeah. but, um, I, I, that didn't, bother me quite as much um because the doctor did note that it was like they're almost like too important to the timeline even if the doctor has made exceptions in the past um I did understand that voice and then I considered well maybe they're doing that to also maybe leave open the possibility of revisiting Ada again like who knows maybe we'll revisit um Ada and as 13 or another and just like you know maybe show Ada the future of computing and women in computing. Who knows? Let's give it, let's have a Vincent and uh, the doctor episode with Ada. That's what I was thinking when you oh said that. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, and then I did see another part about um, when the master is masquerading as a Nazi general and everything and uh, mm-hmm. the doctor like unmasking him and turning him into the spies, which like I did think the whole making him be a double agent you know I did think that that was an interesting thing Uh, but I think there was criticism about like she went too far about you know kind of pointing him out and unmasking as like definitely not white and Aryan which I I don't disagree with I do think that is like a valid criticism I don't I didn't feel it in the moment except like a mild yikes but like on behalf of him but, you know, I'm not necessarily, I feel like I can't necessarily speak to that um, experience. And so, like, I'm, I, I do, I, I don't consider that not valid, if that makes sense. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about that till you said that. And I hadn't seen those persons the ones, but that was kind of messed up for the doctor, you know? Yeah. She could have just, yeah. she could have just unmasked him and sent him for the run. And I, obviously, I understand that it's a plot point because yes. that's what, uh, you know, that's what that character was doing with the telegram and everything so yeah. i get that it's a plot point but she Adding also could have let him insult the injury but she could have yeah. let him run too yeah or she could have oh, just I, agree. Ca- I saw that yeah yeah that's interesting yikes but oh yeah um yeah for me there wasn't really anything about the episode that I really disliked or didn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. I think I would have appreciated if Torchwood and uh, Unit um, I, I guess I'm not opposed to Torch, Torchwood and Unit being gone. I just hope that somehow they'll Torchwood and Unit will come back. I really yeah. love mm-hmm. the idea of both of those. So mm-hmm. it would be really cool where the doctor says now like, you know what? Torchwood is gone. 
And, you know, because she had called for help in, yeah. in the New Year's resolution episode. Um, mm-hmm. And she had called for help and they were gone. And, you know, now she's like, well, now both of them are gone. Torchwood's gone. You know, um, unit's gone. There's a clear need for them. <laughs> yeah. And there's a clear need. So it would be really cool if by the end of the season, those guys would be back. Because I do like these little, like, weird top secret agency things that work outside of, like, the general government, you know? I think yeah. those, are, those are fun for me. So that's the only thing that, like... Not that I disliked it or didn't sit well, but I just hope it's not true. I hope they do come back and that's not like the end of what we see of them. I I know Kate Stewart is probably somewhere drinking Mai Tais, but we're going to have to call her back in eventually. Look at the vacation relaxing. (laughs) I hope she's relaxed. However, she would be great (laughs) to have on hand. Yeah. And I haven't heard any of the like, uh, big finish audio series I don't listen to them yeah. and so I kind of want somebody to just tell me what happened okay. like fill me in on what happened over there so I know if like maybe there's a chance that like they'll come back or something yeah because <laughs> I don't know what the time frames are for those but like somebody just yeah. you know somebody leave it in the comments please tell me what's going on <laughs> yeah because that was kind of confusing sometimes with the like timeline of the torchwood and stuff because I also thought yeah. I was like okay so when did the master start as Oh, because I'm sure with his like interest in extraterrestrials and people not liking him and MI6 because of that and bringing up aliens all the time. I'm like, wouldn't Torchwood have like recruited him? But maybe like it's good that they weren't there because then you know, nobody maybe they would realize him, him yeah. as the master. Maybe yeah. he would, you know, so who knows? But yeah. Or he would have access to like stuff he shouldn't have yeah. access to. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. So last serious question before we get into a couple fun questions. What are your hopes or predictions for the rest of this season? I I don't really have any predictions because I don't want to spoil anything that could potentially be something or any or reveal anything that I've read um speculatively, but um I just hope we get like a very interesting showdown between the doctor and the master. Mhm. If I could have one thing, that's what I would have wanted. I would want, and um, maybe see some sort of development of their relationship, like we, you know, saw with Capaldi and um, um, Michelle Missy. Gomez. Michelle Gomez, sorry, <laughs> and um, <laughs> the dynamic between them. I would love to see that between uh, Jody and Sasha Dewan. What about you, Kristen? Yeah, for sure. I would love to say more of that. And I think, you know, I I, I feel like that's more, I don't want to say it's like a given because maybe it won't happen this season. Who knows? But like, you know, they've obviously set um, this up by bringing the master back, by teasing the this question of the timeless child and the betrayals of the Time Lords. Um, so I do believe all of those will be paid off at some point, maybe not right away, maybe not this season, but I think it, you know, perhaps it'll follow Jody throughout her tenure as the doctor. Um, so I do think we'll continue to revisit that, but I did think um, seeing at the top of Spyfall part one, that glimpse into Ryan Graham's and uh, Yaz's lives and just the moment that it's like, Oh, you've been traveling or, you've been sick this whole time or how have things been? And just like those little moments of like, well, when are you coming back? Or, you know, 
are you taking time off? Are you going to come, you know, when are you going to start your, your real job here? And I think like that's always been a question brought to the different companions throughout the years. Um, but I think it's also interesting that this is like a second full season with a full, you know, the same full cast or at least it That's appears true. to be right now. Okay. So I, I mean, I had this fear again at the beginning of last season that it's like, I love these guys so much. I don't want them to leave ever. But like, unfortunately, that's the nature of the show. One day we will say goodbye to them. But I hope it's not going to be anytime soon. Uh, um, I don't want to think about yeah. it. <laughs> I know, right? No. But I think. I, I think it was like just but knowing that like I think they'll all be all right just I, I just love that scene with like Ryan and Yaz and him just trying to comfort her or oh, yeah. Graham just trying to comfort you know both of them and I think just having those moments that it's like no they'll be okay if they all have each other and I hope come what may it's all three of them all or nothing um yeah and but I was scared with Ryan's like I'm never gonna let anything bad happen to you. Yet. Why did he yeah. say that? I was like, I, I, was like, I hope that means like I would prefer that be like a we'll be a couple and not something bad will happen. To I was like, that better them. not be some messed up foreshadowing because I am not. About I was like, that. that better be a shipping thing and not a bad foreshadowing. So, um, <laughs> sorry to bring that down, guys. Oh man, you guys are killing me. No, I'm no, it's funny. <laughs> And and I thought that too, like exactly when he was like, I'll never let Why that happen to you. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to like die saving her or yeah. something. Like, yeah. so, yeah. so I think yeah. my, yeah. yeah, I hope my hopes and predictions. Oh, well, I don't have predictions. I kind of like, I feel like even if I tried to predict something, I would be wrong because like, <laughs> I'm just not good at that. But like my hopes are that we don't lose the TARDIS team. I would like to see them mm-hmm. on for like, a third season. I really hope nobody dies like on our main team because I don't know that I could like handle it, handle that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like when it comes to like family units, I'm still suffering from the pawns. Like I Mm, I think I'll never get over losing the pawns like that. And so I feel like Graham, yes. And like, and Ryan are like a family unit and it's, And I love, I hope I see more of the little interactions when like Ryan's like, give me your sister's number. I'd be a great brother-in-law or like things like that. Like I really love that. And it made them feel a little bit more real to me. And I felt like Bill Potts gave me those kind of feelings too, where she just kind of felt normal and relatable. And so I really need them to just all be okay by the end of the season. I love a good found family. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I guess. And this might be more of a question for Taylor, because I think you might be the most first in um, the classic who. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I guess is it I feel like lately maybe we've gotten used to like a new companion almost every season, Mm -hmm. you know, or like one or two seasons. But like originally, didn't they kind of stick around a little bit longer than that? Or, you know, could this potentially Mm -hmm. be something where they have a nice long run with the doctor? I mean, most, I would say most of the classic series, at least when we start, is multiple companions. Mm -hmm. So you've got First Doctor, he has multiple companions until he regenerates, basically. Um, Then you've got um, maybe like a second where the second Doctor has just Jamie. And then there's a bunch of other companions with the two of them. Um, Third Doctor is probably the longest 
at that point that you see without someone else. So he's just mm-hmm. with a woman. He's just with one woman companion. And then you get to the fourth doctor and then he gets a, a, like a whole team TARDIS again. Um, so when people on the internet laughingly get angry about this, mm-hmm. I think about what did you think they were doing most of the time in the classic series? <laughs> most <laughs> of the classic series is a multiple companions. And then, um, probably six doctor is when you don't have that anymore Mm. so it's it's most i would say most of the classic series does have multiple companions do they usually stick around long though like because clara i feel like was the one that stuck around the longest i think she was on like four seasons yeah Yeah, i would say um if you take just solely tom baker most of his companions stick around for at least three years Oh, well. Okay. And Sarah Jane, of course, was one of the longest, I think, right? Yeah, she is very long. And she's just yeah. by herself. Well, she's not hairy for some <laughs> of the time. But, yeah, she is one of the longest. And then she, I think Sarah Jane was with multiple doctors, no? Three and four, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, well. mm-hmm. Cool. So, hopefully, if we're lucky, we might get our companions for another uh, yeah. another season. I would appreciate it. I get, I get that they have to leave, but if I could get three seasons out of like this. They're like setting this up this kind of pattern again, you know, this kind of, this, tr- you know, a new, or yeah. I guess old trend. Yeah. That would yeah. be nice. All right. So just for fun, if you got to pick your own TARDIS, we got a glimpse of like the master's TARDIS. We know what the police box looks like. And even Clara got her diner TARDIS. If you could um, pick out your own TARDIS, what would it be? Oh man, a coffee shop. Would it? <laughs> oh, that's um, so I feel cute. like most people are. Well, I think most people are like comfortable in coffee shops. So whether good or like trying to get people into the TARDIS, we're going like off the doctor and the master. So if you're going off their motivation, either one is good for that. Um, but I feel like it would be so comfortable and um it would blend in certainly in any place Mm -hmm. and um I like coffee shops I like to go to them and be in them and work in them so for me it works all the way around personally and with the lore nice and what about you Chris? I really like that idea I think I'll steal it um but (laughs) I'll make it I'll make mine like one that like specializes more in tea and it's a less 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 on the coffee or maybe an ice cream shop so now i'm just like getting hungry <laughs> you know what no i'm gonna i'll switch my answer i like the spontaneous idea of a, an ice cream shop because when i was in college during my summers i worked in an ice cream shop that was shaped like a giant ice cream cone and that's that funny. 100% Ooh, that's would be the hardest like thing because it was bigger than you think on the inside um <laughs> so it would not blend in like anywhere, but I think that would end up being my first. <laughs> I like I thought about this a lot, and I don't know. That's a great question. Like though. I don't even know. Like it, I was like, wow. Like what could it be? But I think if I was gonna have like a coffee shop, it would be the coffee shop from Friends. It'd be like Central Park. Oh yeah. Like because you know. 
mm-hmm. I think that that would be fun. <laughs> so, because that's the only coffee shop I can think of off the top of my head, probably. I don't know, but that's like the most. I don't know. I love friends. So anyways, uh, that would probably be my, my smartest, but yeah, I could not actually pick out or design my own. I don't have that kind of imagination or creativity. Yeah, no. If you <laughs> were, <laughs> okay, wait, wait. So if you were the doctor, who would you take with you on your adventures? And it could be anybody fictional or real. If I had to pick one person, it would probably be Joan of Arc. Wow. Yeah. Joan of Arc is one of my personal heroes. I've loved her since I was like a small child and still love her so much. Historically, um, everything about her is amazing. And so I feel like she would, um, if you look at like other episodes of Doctor Who, and if you look at the big finish, um, like the eighth doctor has taken Mary Shelley on his adventures. Um, for mm. instance, I feel like Joan of Arc would be a really, really interesting and cool companion. To yeah. Take along with you. That's fair. What about you, Kristen? That is cool. Um, I don't know. Like, this is a hard question, too. This <laughs> is a really hard I'm question. I'm the worst. These are supposed to be fun, and I'm just making okay. you guys think. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's just because um, the master had mentioned, you know, his TARDIS was a little Wicked Witch in the Westie, but I really love Wicked. And so, oh. like, Alphaba and Glinda, I don't know. I think it would just be, like, a fun, like, let's have them both on. <laughs> like, awesome. Let's make it fictional. I think that would be an interesting thing, and I think you know, Elphaba and her journey and like the questions of morality and issues, I think could really play into the Doctor Who like themes very well. But then I think like maybe uh, a real person, Lin-Manuel Miranda, just because I really <gasps> love Hamilton. And I and, like, um, think of the other musicals he could come up with traveling through all of time and space. That's an amazing one. I want to. Dang, I want to go on that TARDIS adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Bring me the ice cream cone. (laughs) My pick is actually a musician as well. Um, But dang, Lin-Manuel Miranda sounds amazing. (laughs) I think that if I got to pick a companion or like, you know, a friend or somebody to take on the TARDIS with me, I could pick anyone. It would probably be Lizzo. And mainly because I need that kind of positivity in my life. And also she's so human. Like even two days ago, she just, she tweeted something that was like, you know, I can't do this anymore. Twitter's too toxic, too many trolls. She's like, I need to step away. And that kind of self-awareness in, and that kind of like just almost composure where she just feels like, you know, I, I, I'm so positive, but I don't do enough and things like that. Like, I just love the kind of person she is and the fact that like she feels so real, like we all suffer and we all go through things. And I think she would be like an excellent person to travel with. I think it'd be fun. I don't know. That's just kind of my thing. Now, if you guys were traveling as yourself, and this is the last one for the evening, if you were traveling as yourself, what time Lord or incarnation of the doctor would you want to travel with? Ooh, um, well, I love a lot of the doctors, but I love the eighth doctor so, so much. Um, and 13, it's so hard to choose between them. Um, (laughs) I feel like 
I would get along with 13 better, but would also find the 8th Doctor more challenging. So I'm going to go with the 8th Doctor. Mm. <laughs> and um, like the Lucy Miller BBC 7 series and Big Finish, that's kind of like the person, he has a great personality in all of the audios, but, um, and the movie, in the TV movie. But um, the BBC 7 series is probably the most, um, the source material I think about when I uh, think about the 8th Doctor. And so... Yeah, I'd probably be the eighth doctor. Um, because I think it would be very interesting. That's fair. What about you, Kristen? Yeah. Um, I actually have to thank you again, Taylor, for um recommending the those audio dramas about the eighth doctor because it was really I listened to that at um the last time we were talking Doctor Who mm-hmm. together. So and they were fabulous I don't as far I don't know because I feel like it's really hard to answer like the oh you know like who's your favorite doctor who do you want to travel with because mm-hmm. I love all of them and um although I guess I'm most familiar with the the newer series I mean it could um, be time lord it doesn't have to be yeah. just the doctor yeah, but then if I hang out with the master, like something bad's gonna happen to me. So like that's not <laughs> probably, <an option>. probably. <laughs> something like it's not like the last time, you know, the master tried to have companions, like it resulted in a total party kill. So yeah. <laughs> better off with the doctor. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's like whoever I'm watching most recently is probably my favorite. So I think I'll go with thirteen. Although I also really love John Hurt. So maybe at least uh... like Getting like getting a cup of co- a cup of tea and just having a really chill moment with a word doctor, I think like like he needs that moment of reflection. So Aww. maybe thirteen and I can go visit him and for a cuppa. I love that. Cute. You guys have some really great choices. I was actually going to go with the master, and huh? it's funny because I I like I'm a sucker for like sad stories. And so mm-hmm. I always feel like, oh, maybe if he just had a friend or maybe and I know that that's like not always like good for people, you know, because like, you know, they're, they're trying to change somebody who doesn't want to change. But I think I just want to hug him till he feels better. <laughs> and oh. that's probably wild. If and just like can do it. It'd be you, Monica. <laughs> that's true. I'm a hugger. I'm totally a hugger. You know, like, I'm just gonna be like, who hurt you? What happened? Let's talk about it. You know, I'm like, I just really also need I'm to like, but why do you want to kill him? Oh, he annoys you. But like, why is it necessary to kill him? <laughs> I'm like, let's, let's get you into some therapy, buddy. <laughs> and I, I feel like, like, I'd want to do good by like turning somebody good. If that makes yeah. sense, so I don't know. I think I go with the master. That's and probably you could a bad be the idea. one like kind of undoing. Well, you could be undoing all of his plans behind his back. Just yeah, like, just, just, just keeping you on your toes, buddy. Like it's okay. Like, man. I don't like, know why your tissue compression thing's not working. I fixed well, let's it. Talk about it. <laughs> Do you need a hug? <laughs> <laughs> that would I'm so sorry that me. happened. I'm so sorry you couldn't kill the doctor again. Let's hug yeah. it out, man. Oh man. <laughs> See, I'm totally traveling with the, with the master yeah. now. And Kristen, she's gonna have to come help me. <laughs> uh, he's gonna need his own TARDIS fam. Yep. Yes. And you know that his wardrobe has gotta be amazing, so we'd at least look good if we were traveling mm. with him. That's very true. true. 
So I mean, think about the clothes, guys. <laughs> All right. So that's going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek podcast. Kristen and Taylor, thank you guys so much for coming back again, talking Doctor Who with me. It's always such a pleasure to have you guys on the Temple of Geek podcast. Where can our listeners find you guys on social media or your websites? If you could just please let everybody know, I would really appreciate that. So you can find me, Taylor, at They Seek Her There on Instagram. And I also have a website called theyseekherthere.com. You can find me on my company's Instagram at Logan Arts Chicago, loganartschicago.com, um, or um, at Chicago Tardis on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kriavez. That's kind of like my name smushed together. So K-R-I-A-V-E-Z. And then you can um, follow the Your Biggest Fangirl podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at YBFG Podcast. You can also find all of our episodes, including our ones with Monica on our website, yourbiggestfangirl.com. And I hope we'll have you on at some point, Taylor. I would love to be on. That is going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek podcast. Want to check out some of our other shows or features? Head over to the Temple of Geek website where you can find all sorts of content that pertains to the world of geek. I've been your host, Monica, and we will see you next time. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit TempleofGeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.